Food Junkie Radio number 11, maybe, or 12. Not sure. I I never know the number either. So Day after luck. Valentine's Day. Woo, made it. How <laughs> was it? It was uh, it it was long, mm. it was long, and we were a little bit understaffed. But you know, as always, it's always that's how you make money. That's Slightly true. understaffed, and everyone kind of lightweight losing their mind. Yes, but I think we did kind of good, honestly. Better than know. most years. Uh, not ne- not necessarily bottom line, but just more of uh, you, you know, know, just kind of the night. I th- I think I've had better Valentine's weekend services than we had. Um, this weekend mm. but this was by no means the worst it was rough but i think a lot of that roughness was so much to go mm-hmm. and then mixing it with the for here and like what i was alluding to you earlier uh finding that rhythm between you know there's tables here that are on a certain timeline mm-hmm. and then there's people calling who you don't want to quote them forever but at the same time the people sitting in have the priority and trying to figure out how to uh, balance that, yeah, keep That's everyone happy. Part. Can you hard. say that Valentine's Day in kitchens is the busiest? Uh, I would, you know, um, I would say yes, but because it's so well known that it's going to be busy, you usually, uh, you know, I I thought about it midway through service. Uh, what was it last night, Valentine's Day night? And I was like, it's almost like you're like getting ready for like the NBA finals. Like, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the day, like it's not like a normal work, work day. You know, you're about to get your butt kicked later that night. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like mentally prepare yourself. So when you go in, it's not that you're like not trying harder than you always do. But it's like you're ready you to get beat coming. up. You know, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it's harder. Yeah. Um, but you you have to get your mind right. Quick tip for people out there. And I'm thinking a lot of restaurants do this. I'm assuming you've done this to some degree. Restaurants usually start rolling out their Valentine's menu days before and sometimes even days after. You do it? Uh, about serving it? Yeah. Like say you have something for yesterday, oh, okay. but you had it run in maybe yeah, we did, Saturday, we Friday. Yeah, we did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. restaurants even go further days depending yeah. on how ordering goes. Sometimes, it, Especially depending ahead. on when Valentine's Day is. What day so especially on, on a Sunday, you're definitely going to see it Friday, Saturday. Yep. Sunday, mm-hmm. I would expect at most places. Mm-hmm. You might see it Monday. Some, mm-hmm. and if it's in the middle of the week, we've definitely done the weekend before and, and the weekend after. after. Yep. You know, because we know people are coming out to eat. Uh, I think this year we pretty much actually, by magic, went through just about everything we had ready for it. I think we have some dessert specials mm-hmm. that were our. You know, we had some extra dessert, so we're gonna special them out and nice. till the, till they're gone. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So that's a tip for all you people out there who are not of the restaurant world and want to avoid the day. Go in a couple days ahead. And to be honest, those are some of the better days. Yeah. It's a little slower sometimes, and um, you get first crack at the at the menu. Yeah. And usually, if my experience, and I'm assuming you could probably um, agree, when you roll out a new menu, that first run it can be rough, but it's exciting for most of the people yeah. in the kitchen because you're kind of cooking some new shit, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, yeah. you're working with plating. Some plates are going out a little different. Yeah. So that I like that process. It's like when you go night. to opening night of a of a theater show. Yes. It may not be 100% perfect, nope. but some places are going to be like 120% perfect, mm-hmm. and, and other parts of the meal are going to be like 80%. Yeah. You know, and you, you got to be willing to roll with that a little bit. But, yeah, you might get a little bit more than you were supposed to. You might yeah. get a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's 
Very similar. Yeah. The more, yeah. See, so Valentine's Day does go down at least top three. I don't know what the other holidays would be. Well, definitely Mother's Day. Mother's, Mother's Day, Day is brunch. crazy. Mother's Day brunch mm-hmm. is an insane. Yeah, you know, thing. And yeah. I've never worked a Mother's Day brunch. Oh, you're never, right. never worked at a place that did it. Mm. So that's torture. That's torture because <laughs> that Mother's Day brunch yeah. usually is off the heels of a busy ass right. Saturday right. or a busy ass Friday, whatever day that. Yeah. I'm assuming you do those on a yeah. Sunday, but. Yeah, those aren't fun. I've done maybe a handful of those, but yeah. And I think maybe the other one I would I would tie in to that would be just the general holiday season of like the Thanksgiving meals and Christmas meals and New Year's meals that restaurants mm-hmm. do. I don't think it's as obvious to maybe the the regular dining going out to eat. No. But around those times, there's so many out of house caterings. There's out of house parties. Yeah. Caterings. So many. If you have private dining rooms, they're probably having private a special yes. menu. Yes. You know, there's okay. a lot of kitchen extra kitchen work that the kitchens do a lot of the kitchens are getting roasted at that time. yeah like always call so, early to the call point early now we were talking about this before now we go to why the waiting game as we're explaining these kind of situations especially off the heels of uh valentine's day then we're talking about mother's day and we're talking mm-hmm. about the holidays like you said yeah. there's multiple things going on and you always you know at least from our side of the business it's always you know, people being disappointed or being mm-hmm. kind of baffled on why, whether it's waiting to be seated yeah. or reservations aren't available, something to that degree. Why we can't take on your catering thing. Exactly. And like you know? how, you know, plates are, you know, there's a waiting on plates, especially a yeah. lot of the times there'll be coursed out meals, especially for Valentine's Day. Some go as easy as three with options like you did this past mm-hmm. year. Um, but people go as big as, you know, seven courses, five courses. I mean, yeah, people spend seat. extra money. Thank you. Yes. Which we want. But yes. you know it's it's uh it's unusual ordering that we can't 100% predict no. what people are going to do. Nope. You know we we the menus are, you know, the, depending on the restaurant gets slightly modified, maybe a one or two items disappear as, you know, special holiday things come on. Mm-hmm. And that's all uh I would like to hope all generally to make the workflow of the kitchen manageable. But, you know, everyone's pushing as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of the people who work in the restaurant. They're going to push as hard as possible because mm-hmm. they want to do the best. Well, any good restaurant wants to do the best they can. Mm-hmm. And any good owner is trying to do the best job and make the most money. Mm-hmm. And you have to be aggressive in that. But why is there a wait? Why is there a wait to, like, the night of to order and stuff like that? Because there's just such high volume. Mm-hmm. There's such, as, as much as the menu has been made manageable... The food still has to be cooked. Okay. Give a example. Let's just say covers wise. Like if okay. you could quantify a cover, give me a normal Friday, Saturday night, um, roughly for a kitchen in a restaurant of yeah. your size. Yeah. So uh, versus uh, what you would do on like an actual Valentine's Day in kind of that. Day. Right. So there's like a kind of a. Right. Right. A gauge there. A reference. Point. Well, I'll go with just kind of during the, the COVID times because that's where we're at. And yep. I, I thought about it last night. It happened. And I was like, God damn it, dude, this is the last thing I wanted to happen. But here we are. So we just have to deal with it. Uh, we had a bunch of reservations. I think we had every table, all five of them, sat down at. Oh, what time was that? Five thirty-six ish. Okay, which first run, which in reality, Mm -hmm. I don't see those orders until six fifteen, six thirty ish. People, you know, they're always five ten minutes late, Mm -hmm. or if you're early, your table's not ready yet because you're early. You know, Um, the front of house is is backed up, 
right now because the phone's ringing off the hook, so they can't get to you right away. Which will that be the to-go component, which right. is not normally a big portion of it, yeah. but in these times, obviously, a little different. And it usually takes, in my experience, it takes the diner about 15-ish minutes to decide what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people who sit down, know what they want right away. Mm-hmm. There's some people you stop at their table, they don't know what they want for like an half hour, which... Mm-hmm. Always sucks because then you're like, damn, do you really messing up my timeline? Sitting on a table. But you know, that's it's fine. You know, you're there. That's your reservation time. We want to make you, you happy. Exactly. But in general, it's about 15 minutes and from when they sit and start looking at the menu. So Not when from when they sit. Nope. When they sit and have look because you know there's that five minutes that everyone just talks. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. So in reality, I'm not seeing. Your ticket until probably 25 minutes from the moment that you sit down. Yep. I expect about 30 minutes until I see your order. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you order and your server writes it down, they still have to go put it in. Plug it in. Yep. And they're probably stopping by another table, trying to conserve their movement, be as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just general day to day things to keep in mind. Now, on top of that, you add the quantity of a Valentine's Day or, or a special event day. Mm-hmm. So just add another 10 minutes to that. Mm-hmm. And then, especially now with the COVID, the phone's ringing off the hook mm-hmm. because at 6.30, people want to eat. Mm-hmm. So then we're taking like, you know, five different orders yeah. on the phone ring as the person's walking back to put your order in. So we had come up with a game plan to kind of every 30 minutes is to just have a big push of, mm-hmm. of plates and dishes. Mm-hmm. And so then we'd have like, five minutes to kind of reset and then another 20 minutes to kind of start everything five minutes to plate boom mm-hmm. which may seem like a long time but 20 minutes to do even four tickets mm-hmm. is you're cranking as cranking, fast as possible cranking it out you know and you better not mess up because if you figure each dish i don't want to get too mathematical because no. it, it loses roughly people. yeah roughly. so it takes me about 20 if I have nothing happening and I'm 100% ready, just waiting there, it's going to take me 15 to 20-ish minutes to make your food. True. Because I have to I have to cook it. You have to cook it. You know? Yeah. I may be fast Despite and I may have everything. Despite all the parking, Despite all the that's cooking. still to get it from, yeah. you know, to plate. It's going to take easily, yeah, 15 to, minutes to, for sure. And then probably 20 minutes to get to you. Yep. In, in reality. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're busy, that number goes up to 30, 35 mm-hmm. minutes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so the problem, we, so you can see how the 30 minutes is still a pretty tight time window, but, um, for me, it's easier to do a lot, push it out, reset and go again, mm-hmm. because then I can kind of, Oh, this table's also getting that. Oh, okay. So we can do three of those. Mm-hmm. One of those. What's, what's that phone order coming in? Yeah. I just tie it in. I'll do it now. Cause do then it. I can just double up, yep, double up, you know? So our game plan had to have been every 30 minutes and, uh, I think it was six thirty. In particular, six o'clock uh, had about four orders on it, and the dining in tables orders were starting to come in. So I said, you know what? If someone calls, tell them seven yeah. is the earliest we can do it. And yep. this is at five thirty. Mm. And you know, people are upset on the phone; they don't understand. We're trying to explain. Look, we're yep. a small spot, which is exactly why you like coming here because exactly. we're small and the food mm-hmm. quality is high, yeah. and the price is good. But that means the speed isn't going to be as fast no because you're trying to service well i'm trying to maintain those other two qualities yes and they can't be rushed no you know that old saying haste makes waste Mm. is is a hundred percent true all the time true so yeah we just had a bunch to do it was 6 30 now i remember and you know 
I had the food. I think I finished cooking all the food at like 6.35, mm-hmm. which means it was in reality in boxes around 6.40, 40, 45, yeah. which means people are getting it at best at 6.45. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'm already going into my 7 o'clock cycle. Yeah. So it, it got rough, but I think um, it, it's a good illustration of uh, the triangle effect of like, you know, the food quality is high. Mm-hmm. The server front of house quality experience is high mm-hmm. and the price is, is cheap. But, you know, um, kind of a sub part of that server's quality is it's going to take me time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have everything 100% ready to cook like a McDonald's. Nope. Where it's, I'm literally just bagging it. Yeah, no. no cooking to order, no. you know. Nope. Uh, but I'm I'm okay with that. And I feel like our prices are okay with that mm-hmm. and are justified properly. Mm. But people have that patience, you know, you have to, you have to recognize where you're going out to eat, you know, cause if I'm going to Del Taco oh. and it takes me more than five minutes, <laughs> I'm pissed off. <laughs> I don't expect it to be good. Oh, but it's good though. <laughs> but it's good. It's good in that moment. But yeah. you know, I'm not waiting no. versus, you know, uh, go out to like a casual midtown eatery. Yeah. I, I'm down. I'm, I'm scheduling at least an hour. Oh, easily. Minimum. Probably an hour and a half of my time just being there. I think that's what people, I mean, I would assume the normal consumer would try to, or as they start to venture out, some would be a little more on the new side, and some would be more experienced, where there's not necessarily a distinction now anymore with a lot of restaurants. You would almost deem most restaurants that aren't a big name or a corporate gig to be, you know, uh, a neighborhood spot or a... Uh, something to that effect. More it's almost like the quality of the mom and pop shop yes. has shot through the roof yes. in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, but I think with that, it is kind of to your point with the uh, with the waiting and kind of trying to figure out like, well, how come my food can't be ready at this time and this and that. It's because what you just said. It's the the quality aspect. It's the mm-hmm. the serving aspect. We are still a full functioning restaurant in full yeah. service in that way. And I think as the modern diner tries to you know, assimilate to the new kind of parameters or even if people are just new outgoing they just have to understand that this isn't an applebee's this isn't yeah. you know one of those not to say there's nothing wrong with those places yeah. those places operate in a different pathway where they're not yeah. cooking from scratch necessarily where they have you. a different business plan thank you yeah so to put those standards and be very vague with it at least from a consumer standpoint i think it's unfair but i understand because everybody in this kind of culture is more well i want it now and i want to eat at six well everybody wants to eat at six yeah. so i think that and that's something I was thinking about too, even with like kind of the whole um, Valentine's Day thing is these these kind of these habits that have been created where, you know, well, I only want to eat it on that day and I want it at six. And it's like, yo, everybody's not going to eat at the same time. I don't know what is the big deal with either extending it past or doing mm-hmm. it the day before or day after. And the people that do do that, I think, are, are very savvy. Like, I'm like, that's a smart move. Like I said, like the couple days ahead of time to, you know, get your kind of Valentine's Day menu out the way. Kind of do things offbeat. I think I would recommend that to a lot of people so you could still have the quality. Yeah. Um, but I get that the day is important and all that. But mm. um, yeah, in terms of Valentine's Day versus a busy Saturday, if you had to say this amount of covers on a Saturday and then Valentine's, you add this many more probably. Oh. Uh, <sighs> guesstimation. Maybe like 15, 20% for a place like us because mm-hmm. we're tiny. Yeah. You know, uh, there's there's just physically only so many tables to sit people out. Mm-hmm. There's physically only so much room in my fridge, mm-hmm. um, even with stuff that's like even more streamlined for that night. I would say, yeah, because what 
twenty percent. If we if we did fifty, what's twenty yeah. percent of fifty? Yeah. Like uh, 10, extra 15, ten, extra fifteen ten. So that's like maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe yeah. like twenty five. 30%. Which is a lot. Doesn't but that's like a lot. lot. That's a lot for that's a, a lot. place that's pumping out, especially on a yeah. day like that. Because that's yeah. the day, to your point, I think I think you mentioned it before the pod, was people come to spend that day. Yeah. Anybody and in our situation, out, I don't yeah. have room to just add more people. No. It's not like the kitchen magically got bigger that day to fit two, one person on each side. And nope. The kitchen is the same size as it is every night. Small kitchen, folks. So we, we work at, we're already working as fast mm-hmm. as we can. And, you know, we yes, we've streamlined it, but... You know, quality stuff takes takes time. Quality, it's Every, all about quality. If you want, and not, and but that's our choice. Yes, our choice is to be like we're gonna put out the highest quality product that we can. The emphasis, uh, yeah. unapologetically to your time frame. You I think know? that's the key. I want to say restaurants, and I think I've probably mentioned this a million times on the pod, but I think putting restaurants kind of sticking to whatever it is that they do. Now, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be put, put out there like, hey, we put a service on quality. Every restaurant's right. going to say their piece. Right. But when it comes down to the the ethics and the kind of what the restaurant stands for, I think mm-hmm. that if that's clear with at least back of the house, front of the house, and usually that will show in, you know, customers, you know, kind of yeah. rapport. Where they're yeah. like, I love this place, don't know why. And then you obviously, yeah, we put an emphasis on these things. And if yeah. we have to... You know, something will fall off the waistline. We do not want it to be the quality of the food or the service. Yeah. You and know, and yeah, I believe that because, um, you know, there's so many sayings like uh, someone can have 10 good experiences and they'll never tell anyone about it. Mm-hmm. They have one bad experience. They're going to tell 100 people about it. Yes. That, that's true. That is true. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. But um, I, I do remember innumerable amount of times people have been like, oh, you use that ingredient no wonder it's so good i'm like yeah dude because that's important to me mm-hmm. you know just like you want to have pride in your job mm-hmm. you know we use real spanish bocarones yeah. in our caesar dressing that we make from scratch yes and you know you get it but you're getting that caesar salad for nine dollars or yeah. whatever like that's that's unreal to me yeah from scratch you know? too like from, you're scratch. Doing it from scratch and yeah. like we're not buying pre-bagged cut lettuce already mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we're making the croutons yeah. and we're shredding cheese and mm-hmm. so we're making the ju- that's like that's all like a twenty dollar salad somewhere, uh, somewhere else. It can be a twenty dollar. Yeah. Yeah. All I had to do is take two of those bocarones and put them on there and oh. boom. Also, yep. you know, crossing um, right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The cross. <laughs> <laughs> and then do that's like classic. the parm uh, with the peeler, the peeler, <laughs> yep, the shade, just a long, yeah, just a long one. And, you know, that's a twenty dollar salad other places. But um, that's not my. That's not my beliefs, and that's not the beliefs of the of the restaurant. Because yeah. you know, we we want to give you something quality because you're going out, mm-hmm. and I expect quality when I go out. Yep. Um, but affordable. Yeah. You know, so that yes, you can come to us twice in a week, and it doesn't kill your bank account. I got a question. How does that work when when it comes down to pricing? Because I know every restaurant's different. Now, not to get too much into detail, but if you could give a general idea, because what makes you know, like a hundred dollar, you know, Valentine's Day dinner versus a fifty dollar one, right? And maybe they do the same thing. Now are right. we talking about parts and pieces, and then it becomes, you know, whatever the restaurant decides, essentially, mm-hmm. or is it more on well, they're just bringing quality products in a smaller amount? Um, you know, kind of speak on that if out there, because like you yeah. said, that that's yeah. a twenty dollar salad you're making for yeah. a nine dollar price if point. I'm, if I'm, uh, where are we? If I'm like four blocks that way, mm-hmm. a twenty-five dollar salad. Yes. Add chicken to it. 
It's like $35. <laughs> it's true. Like, right? I, yeah. I'm not. I agree. You know, I've not, seen it. You know, I would have to up the presentation for mm-hmm. sure. I had to do like the sliced bread mm-hmm. and whatever, which personally, I think the croutons we make are better. You know, the sliced bread looks great. Yeah. You know, um, not a crouton. <laughs> yeah, not a crouton. <laughs> you know? Christine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so wh- how do we just uh, or how do we come up with the pricing? Yeah. I think was the the question. Like okay, to make it more detailed, do you go off of kind of market in terms of like what's kind of out there, and you kind of see high and low point, and then see where yours stacks up, and then just kind of find a happy medium based on bottom line for your thing specifically, mm-hmm. or is it more like, nah, this is just nine dollars. This makes sense. Fuck it. No one's buying it at twelve. Or drop it down to nine. Yeah. Like what do we? Well, I, I think there's elements to both of that. Like, uh, you know, definitely you gotta look at the market around you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't think it's good to be the highest. Or if you're gonna be the highest, that's fine. But it better be the best. It has to. Um, you know, I I look around at what other people are charging and and what their product is, mm-hmm. and kind of see where I stack up. Uh, at the end, you know, at the end of the day, numbers wise, it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. You know, the old rule, everything's like a third. Food costs is about a third. Mm-hmm. Labor, Labor costs is about a third. Mm-hmm. And then every other bill is mm-hmm. is another third with no money left over for the owners. Nope. You know, most of the time, in reality. That is um, the restaurant business, folks. Yeah. The very, that 0.5% is your profit. It's pride. It's work. It's just yeah. honest work. Yeah. And I told someone the other day, you know, I was like, literally, the only way you can do this work is if you do get enjoyment out of it mm-hmm. as, and you consider that part of your payment. Otherwise you'll go crazy. There, there's way easier ways to make money. Oh, there is. The, you know, easier. part of your payment has to be that you enjoy it. Yeah. it you know, don't let yourself get cheated mm-hmm. and have that be a hundred percent of your payment. Cause mm-hmm. you know, in reality you have to pay bills. You yes. need somewhere to live. You there know? is something, but if you can yeah. find solace in like some yeah. balance and you enjoying your work, that's 40, 50 plus hours a week of something you enjoy. That is the true nature of the restaurant yeah. business. In my opinion, between also. between Sunday and Saturday, I worked like 20, 22 hours Makes in two sense. days. Easy, easy, normal, normal work. Easy. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. that, and and now what? And you know, I don't. I'm not saying it to complain, but like, nope. I, but I'm fine. It, here we are. Yeah, still hanging out. I mm-hmm. went for a huge bike ride today. You're okay because, with that yeah. because it wasn't exhausting to me because I enjoy it. Yeah, you know, something but you have it. to. Yeah, but yeah, I I look at uh, where the market's at for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of see, okay, we're, we're about there. And, you know, if everyone comes in saying how much they love it and they can't believe how cheap it is, you know, maybe I do bump it up a dollar cause maybe I was wrong on my evaluation of mm-hmm. the quality and, and say, okay, well, why don't we do 10 and see how if people stop buying it, we'll put it back. Mm. And, you know, then there's outside factors like minimum wage going up. Everything has to go up. Yeah. And I always try and time price increases. Uh, this was a good rule I learned in culinary school they were like always time your price increases with some out fact out outer world factor mm-hmm. minimum wage going up mm-hmm. uh food scarcity of this ingredient mm-hmm. uh, trying because that way there's like a third party excuse for why no one complains to you because no. they're like oh yeah i heard about that <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> yeah i only asked that because i want to say a week ago or something like that i was thinking about just water Right, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about water. Like, oh, I was a kid, you know. I used to drink tap water. I used to run around. Yeah, tap water's the best. Okay, so second to only hose water. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. So okay, you went from hose water, went from tap water. You know, taking the old milk gallons and just putting water in and throwing in the fridge, and then we go into the bottle water era. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're thinking oh, what, like dude, 99 crazy. cents, and then now you're seeing, you know, you see b- bottles of water for 
what, 16, 32 mm-hmm. ounces for like six, seven dollars. Yeah. That's more than gas. Nuts. Just to say, uh, to put it out there, that's more than gasoline. Okay. That's wild. Now, from that time, which was what, late 80s, 90s, where we're drinking out of yeah, faucets. Yeah. And then to 2020, if not the. Even like 20, even 2000s. 2000, when Y2K yeah. happened. Yeah. Bottle water was the Bottle shit. water was already. Okay. Fiji had their commercials. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So. That water tastes good, but I'm not paying for it. That's I what can't. I'm thinking. I so can't. where do we. And I think to your point, when you said outside factors, because you mm-hmm. could make an argument and say water kind of has those those storylines in its timeline yeah like, like oh the, man whatever fluoride water even though there's what like a half a part per million Thank maybe you. in Thank your you. in your tap water oh, they used to do that with yeah. uh, the old germans then they put fluoride in the water to dump down i'll put and, it you, you know, know to I mean? anyone who's scared of the fluoride i'm like man you do whatever works for you yeah. if someone's gonna control me through my drinking water you got me that's what okay. i'm like <laughs> Good that, job. That's like they killed it. I was you like, crushed, hey, dude. You outsmarted me. I don't know how you got you into got the water it. thing, but yeah. but that's crushed. what I'm saying, though. So it goes to the point of uh, I heard this somewhere. I don't know. It was uh, in a recent conversation. It had nothing to do with food, but I think they were talking about things like that. Where us as a culture, it's like they're just gonna do it slowly. Like you could really charge twenty five bucks for a salad easily, and people could be mad. Only until the point where ah, okay, we'll just until do the it. market keeps up with yeah, me. Yeah, because you say twenty five, okay, I'll do nineteen. They're like, yeah. oh, finally. But then really, I was at nine, and because yeah. of outstanding factors and kind of wiggling around what culture's kind of dictating, and and that's mm-hmm. what honestly restaurants are because you're gonna only charge what to some degree everybody else is charging. It's only fair because yeah. you don't want to be the low man, you know, giving out something that's too cheap and it's. Mm-hmm way better than what the price is but you also you also don't want to be the guy who's like assholes charging fucking 37 dollars yeah. for it but then you're well, like hey, people it's buy part it. of your, it's part of your business plan too and, it and it's part of your personal beliefs like like i was saying before i believe that you should be able to on a decent wage go out to eat mm-hmm. two three times a week and not blow your bank account True. if you're going to a, a restaurant of what i think we are which is a casual 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 casual. you could you could roll up in basketball shorts and a t-shirt you could almost say this is a bistro situation right yeah Yeah. i think you should be able to go to that that neighborhood place Mm -hmm. twice a week and not have it and and have a decent dinner maybe you don't have all three courses maybe you just have one yeah you know i think that should be affordable but that's my personal beliefs yes and so that's that's where that's where my pricing is going to be that's where my quality is going to be yeah you know, that's like the, the header, and then everything has to fill in yeah. that way. Now, if we did a place that was, you know, more special occasion-y or a little bit more upscale, sure, it's not going to be priced for you to go there twice a week unless, no. you're, make, unless you're making above average income or you're for an above average restaurant. Yeah. Or you're a food enthusiast that yeah. loves eating quality food, which yeah. are those people out there. You oh, know? yeah. But, it, I, yeah, I, when you're yeah. opening a restaurant, you have to really think about, like, who is your target demographic? Mm-hmm. You know, who are you going after? And does that fit the neighborhood? Yeah. All that market research is so, that's like the most boring shit. Yeah. But it's the most important. Yeah. Because you have to, otherwise, you, if you're not set up for success, then you have to like last second change something. And you have like $20 wine glasses yeah. that you're <laughs> pouring $5 bottles of wine into. And you're like, fuck dude someone breaks one of those we're screwed there's so many variables and it's like i said always strikes back to the point of like the knowledge of what people in the business versus the people eating are like the gap is so big it's uh there's so many little nuances that you'll never see until you've worked in a restaurant and then you're like whoa yeah but 
like I think I've said this to you before, that's not your job as the diner to pick out. No. That's no. The, that's almost the job of the restaurant to create that illusion for you. Yeah. It is and like a they, trick. And if they can, they should be charging more cuz that's mm-hmm. so hard to do. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Restaurants hope to get to that point where you can Finally, and yeah. I don't see there's not really a true number. If I had to, you know, throw that out there, there isn't a true amount or true number that will be satisfying to someone making the food. I think a lot of uh, restaurants, if I had to take a guess, would find a lot of pride in just you know the patronage of being people loving your food to yeah. many oh degrees. Oh my god, to many degrees. Uh, all the time when people say they love it, it I'm like, okay, cool. I'm mm-hmm. doing. I'm doing. My time is being spent worthwhile. That's more than enough. I think. Yeah. At least yeah. where the money comes in, you're just trying to be a good business owner, send some pennies. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, um, for profit, I think that is usually out of the hands of the people that are, um, you know, the practitioners behind. Like know, if, the if the restaurant is for profit or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're that's in the it. owner's job. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. in it, but yeah. the true, like the chef, like the person who's actually hands on in there their input in that world is you know minute to you know maybe a majority if you're owner operator but that's Mm -hmm. rare and i think we just mentioned that before where usually the guy who is making your food or the visionary most of the time is not the guy who is the owner in full you know what i mean most of the time they've usually been uh given a number that like hey we we need this quality to be upkept, but we also need you to hit this mm-hmm. price. Yeah, you know, th- in reality, this is your budget. Yeah, and that's because the owner has looked and seen all the costs and says, okay, I can afford to give you this budget every month to yeah. work with just for food. And that's and almost can, better. That's yeah. almost better for chefs because it's chefs easier. Without, it takes a lot of stress away. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, without chefs, like the creativity of it, it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, and I probably said this before. Chefs thrive when it's like, hey. Here's all you got. You're like, cool. I personally, I love that. So yeah, when it's too open ended, it's too many choices. No. I get frozen. You go stupid. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I got 95 elements I, on I, one I, on I, dish. I don't know. I I I don't know what's gonna work. Which is the truth, right? No yeah. restaurant really knows what's gonna work. No, no, it's a crapshoot. And yeah. and there's so many factors. I think just what we just talked about in that little microcosm for holidays. Now expand that through a whole year of business, and the seasons change and the availability. Right. And you're not in control of those outside factors. Oh, shit. Pine nuts. There was a field of pine nuts that just burned down. Yeah, the, they went to $35 a pound. Like, or oh, shit. you know the one that happens uh, in California uh, all the time uh, is the avocado and the oh Mexican cartels. And av- that I don't think people realize avocados are so expensive. Yeah. And it's I, I, I'm assuming a little bit here. But a lot of it is because the Mexican cartels regulate how much avocado comes out. You and that sounds super, but that's true. That is true. Because I remember working at Chipotle mm-hmm. and, you know, I would see that and I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Why did it just, in-? and it's like, yeah, because there's an avocado shortage. Yeah, they're not important. Or, you know, or uh, what, what else happens? Oh, the romaine, E. coli oh, gets in. E. coli. The E. coli. Anything in, with green, spinach, yeah. lettuce, you know, will get E. coli. It, it happens at least once a year yeah. that there's a shortage and, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to see and then with the weather too the weather's wildly unpredictable Mm -hmm. you know today it's cold and whatever but you you know the last couple days we've had nice weather Mm -hmm. and i i saw it i always see it because i go outside all the time but you know the plants don't know the date no the plants know the weather yes and when the weather warms up they're like cool spring yep i'm blue and then when it's cold like this it screws them all over because then they're like oh yeah drop everything and preserve boom and And then and then the farmers are like fuck shit yeah i have no berries yeah. i have 
And so they're like, cool. Well, instead of the thousand cases I'd produce this year, I only have 750. Boom. And so the price goes up 25%. And you try to factor that into your actual working menu. And that's where it becomes that. And then maybe you don't have that strawberry salad or you don't have that strawberry dessert this year. You had to do something else. And then people are like, yo, where's the strawberry dessert at? And you're like, I couldn't do it this year. Or coffee. Coffee's a good one Mm -hmm. because, you know, it comes from mostly third world countries. Mm -hmm. And then there's middlemen all over the place. And, you know, if one of them, you know, something happens, goes up. Yeah, there's so many different and I try not to get wrapped up in that. I try to be mindful. So when people ask, I have like a real answer Mm because I'd like to give them something. But, you know, just be aware that these world events that happen may not uh, directly affect you, but they indirectly affect you usually through your food or through some Mm -hmm. kind of uh, gas price. Mm -hmm. You know, they hit you somehow. They always do. Yeah. And that's what's crazy, like going over the elements of what it takes to just get a plate of food on the table at a decent yeah. price. For the, the meta of it is, <laughs> is so big. It's so big. It's so big. So many moving you parts because, I mean, in a day you're seeing you're working with at least, you know, three to four vendors mm-hmm. throughout the week, if not more. And that's just food. We're not even talking about like linen service, yeah. uniforms, we lighting, work with all shit. You know what I mean? You got all two, we work with two main purveyors, um, but one of them is Chef's Warehouse, mm-hmm. which is, you know, they – they're like a huge purveyor and we work with one subsection of them, but within them, they work with, you know, Everybody. so many. Yeah. And then we work with produce express, which is like, yeah. I could never say enough nice things about yeah. that plate. They're the best, but express. they make my life so easy because instead of me having to deal with like 30 different farms mm-hmm. for just lettuce, yeah. they do all that. Yeah. They give you, you know? the best one based on their knowledge and that's how they yeah. build their rep. Cause they're fostering these relationships to mm-hmm. get you the best and that's what it kind and we're of small become, and yeah. i and i have two just for food plus mm-hmm. whatever we go and have to pick up from safeway or mm-hmm. from one of the restaurant supplies so you, arguably we have about three to four yeah, exactly. and we're tiny tiny and that's just a you, tiny operation so you can only yeah. imagine like a casino kitchen oh no those are those or, are or the fine dining kitchens bunch. that decide to go straight to the farmer yeah. yeah pick up in the morning you know that's when the porter's coming in at like 4 a.m breaking down orders you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. those are the one yeah that's i that's the crazy meta yeah and and like world. someone from the restaurant is going out to that place once in a while and mm-hmm. keeping that relationship alive yeah. so you know the restaurant has to pay that person yeah. to be out there to do that mm-hmm. but then they're not really in the restaurant doing work that day yeah but they still have to get paid and that's incurred cost that ultimately yeah. goes into your food price yeah yeah <laughs> but you know, you go to that place because that's what that's the food that you want. Mm-hmm. You want something that was sustainable, and you want it because it was grown with renewable energies. And See, you, you get what you pay for I all the time. I think about that. I think about, like, a lot of our conversations. We even talk. Oh, and then you. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, five. Oh, because there you go. Yeah, because I didn't even think about fish. There you I'm go. An idiot. That's, just, that's just one leg, though. But then you got other – you go to the meat yeah. section. You go to, and and uh, I go to you direct because we're yeah. so tiny. Yeah. You know, I'm not – Well, a lot of restaurants do. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of restaurants go direct, and Thank it, it kind of makes sense. Close to you, but that's the thing about you know yeah. what makes small. And this is kind of a new, not necessarily new. This has always existed, but to understand mm-hmm. at least to put it out there, there are smaller restaurants that operate on that yeah. that are curating each of their yeah. individual. Products. There we're, are people that go out we're there. We're no different. Buy, yeah, we're no different than the regular household that goes to Safeway for this, yep. for Trader Joe for that. Yep. Then they stop by you yep. for this, mm-hmm. and then oh, there's that farm stand on the way home, yep. or once a week we drive out. You uh, know, if you think of how much time that takes you during the week, yep. and then think about the restaurant has to do that every day, every day, 
granted yes some parts are more streamlined yes but it it's not like it's a hundred percent savings on time the time still has to be spent no it's still time and that's ultimately what that is on top of everything else on top of just actually making the food yeah that's why I mean it is it's fascinating. On top of cleaning, I don't know. The, the, the part the, is the, crazy. Yes. The the list is endless, right? Like endless. on top of this, on top of that, on top of this, yeah. on top of trying to keep you happy, you know. That's why you have to get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's demoralizing when you yeah. when you explain it. Yeah, people are like, "Why do you do that?" But when you're in the thick <laughs> of it, you are trying to you know just get you know through the day, and you're trying to come up with the right game plan mm-hmm. to accommodate what comes to you. Because yeah. usually an oven will go down yeah. usually at a, the busiest time your refrigerator unit yeah. usually goes down around summer at some point yeah oh the and AC, then you forgot about that thing of pine nuts and that you burnt them all easily that's <laughs> what like at least 25 dollars oh yeah there yeah. bacon usually if you're part cooking oh, bacon that always burns um, yeah. there's always something especially because when people prep you're yeah. at least prepping six things at one time oh yeah all the time i've tried to like change my mentality towards prep recently and kind of i'm well i'm always fiddling with it but of course you know, I've been trying to do like less, but more complete mm-hmm. instead of so- starting everything. Uh, half assing everything. Not half assing, but you know, you can only do so many things at once. So I've tried to like maybe if I like rush something by giving it more attention. But you know, if I give that more attention, I can't also do these three projects at the same time. Yeah. Met- menu size is always interesting because some yeah. places. I know. I feel like our menus is too big. And people always say it's small. I'm like, dude, this is killing me to do this whole thing. There you go. Yeah. But that's what it is. I have another question, too, I was thinking about. Um, executive chefs. Like, I remember talking to a, a, a fellow uh, kitchen guy uh, not that long ago, and he was talking about he, why do executive chefs at some point get out of the kitchen and just keep a clean uniform? Mm. You know, and kind of like how he felt very oh man you know that's just kind of weird man like i wanted to work for him and then i'm not even working with him i'm working with the guys that are underneath him and yeah. so on and so forth and i was like to be honest i mean that's always been the case even as i remember it and so on and so forth i could understand why but that is kind of a weird thing and it's something that we just all accept where yeah. you know we work for chefs yeah. where yeah you that's the visionary but his sous chefs and everybody that he's they that actually him, they actually are running the show yeah, yeah. exactly yeah that's interesting you know i'm definitely not at that point what do you feel about that, though, as if you were um, a cook? Because I think as a young line cook and a, a young up-and-coming cook, you always look at that like, oh, man, you don't want to do anything. Like, oh, okay, that's – I'm trying to get there. I'm never going to be like that. I'm always going to be in the kitchen. See, it's one yeah, of those yeah. weird struggling but, things. I mean, that's just not true. Okay. You're, you're not always going to – because it's backbreaking work. There's a reason those guys – you know, the, I, I, can only, <laughs> I can only speak to what I would hope that I do moving forward. Um when I worked for a guy like that, it was like one of the best experiences I ever had. You know, I and I I think I was just young and dumb enough that I didn't know. I was just like, cool, these guys tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Sweet, dude, because I'm just here like a sponge to absorb as mm-hmm. much as I can. I don't know shit. And whether it's them or whether it's this guy, mm-hmm. they both know just an astronomically large amount of information that I don't. So I don't care. Mm-hmm maybe one day i still don't feel like i'm at the point of those guys it was unreal watching them mm-hmm. uh you know reach their level then maybe sure i'd be pissed off you know uh but i would hope that going forward that yes my in 
end game is to not be working the line every day Mm -hmm. for sure and kind of get to the point where maybe i just go do the special events Mm -hmm. and kind of like lead the catering and like run the business but you know kind of buy for my catering from the business and Mm -hmm. you know and i would hope that i'm still checking on restaurant one checking on restaurant two and three throughout the day Mm -hmm. and make myself seen but you know i don't know i'm not there i don't Mm -hmm. I don't really know how much time it takes 100% to do all the paperwork that has to be done every day. True. Yeah. You know? And or if you hire someone else to do it, is that really cost effective to pay that person to do it when you could do it yourself? When you could, you know? Yeah. Or if that is your Because if you're a business thing. owner like I said, which at some point I want to get to, your end goal is to make money. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I want to do it in a certain way, mm-hmm. but if I'm not making money, then what am I doing? I might as well go work for someone else yeah. and just and get my paycheck and work super hard because yeah and have them you know. dictate so what I want maybe do. you know as a as a young cook if you're in that situation you know step back and realize one you're a fucking idiot and you don't know anything and that guy could come destroy you in any prep thing probably yeah you know uh but two realize that you know they have other responsibilities that you're never gonna see ever until you get to that level I think that almost just goes for any line cook who's been cooking for so long and finally gets that shot at a sous chef position. Mm -hmm. Because I think that was the situation, if I'm not mistaken. And we were talking about, you know, like trying to position himself to get to that sous or possibly a CDC Mm -hmm. or, you know, de cuisine, whatever the next step is. And I think, you know, some dudes get restless, whether it's a financial situation or they feel they're ready for it. And I think that's what the tougher part. I think to your point, younger chefs, for sure, like the 18, 17, up until 25. Shut up. Go in there and just do your thing. I think, but that says a lot for sous chefs, which I always believe are always underappreciated. But that's that's their MO. The sous chef is the guy who is the guy. They're no like they're about. like the day to day manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the ones on the line. They're the ones trying to get to that point in yeah. that position. They're in the trenches with you. you. They're the ones in that position to, you know, get their chops because the exec definitely went through that in his mm-hmm. time. But I think when the exec is almost you know at fifty years old, the young yeah. guy, whenever that is going to be, is going to look at him sideways sometimes and be like, "Oh, he just comes in and barks orders," which I understand because. Yeah. But he's earned that exactly. Yeah. He put and, in, you know. And that's what's weird, but this is funny. Or maybe that's not the restaurant. Or maybe that's not, not the, the restaurant, restaurant setting for you, for you which we yes. talked about before. You know, restaurant setting is being a little bit more kind and not yeah. so aggressive. Yeah. But you know, it's, you have to find changing. what works for you. I remember watching an episode of uh, Anthony Bourdain's. Uh, I don't know if it's No Reservations, but he did something with Eric Repair, that chef in uh, New York, the seafood yeah, yeah. chef. And they went to some part of France, and this was a couple years ago, not too far back. And they were talking about how that culture, not the whole area, but just they were going to some of the restaurants, and they were like, look at this. This is a new thing. These chefs out here, they just dwindled down and just went to, like, small seating, and that's just that guy and the dishwasher. And Mm -hmm. I can respect that because, you know, he's just making his food, and why hire a whole bunch of people? You can do it yourself. And he just went smaller. I was like, that is interesting because – not to say that's happening now, but based on the situation, there's a big push towards that smaller. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of can control costs, and to it's your point, it's more manageable for exactly, you. Exactly, because there yeah. are a lot of these smaller places where, yeah. in a given day, I'm pretty sure you could do this uh, with your spot. You could be like, look, it could be me, one person up front, and a dish. I'm good to go. Oh well, for lunch, for the longest, I remember for lunch for the longest time when I started there, it was me mm-hmm. and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, serving, yeah. cooking, and washing dishes yeah. at lunch yeah and i i remember every once in a while getting crushed and people crushed. being like are you the only one here <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah 
what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then we, we got big and we had a server there you go. and me. There you go. <laughs> but we've never gotten past that. But that's how it works. And that's why, I mean, keeping that perspective in there uh, is always key because you are learning the biz. We we just walked into it. This stuff's been happening for so long. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's magic how shit comes together yeah. in a lot of ways. And the fact that, one, nobody, you know, Rarely gets hurt, which is crazy working with fire and not. Which is all the insane. Time. The amount of injuries yeah. that don't happen and you're every day. In like a bathroom. The amount like of times, <laughs> the amount of times I've almost taken my finger off, almost Easily. burnt my face off. Easily is is unreal. Easily, yeah. And it's like okay, it's always almost. It's always almost. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> back you know up. I mean? Like kitchen towels on fire and shit. Like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Now my kitchen towel kisser's on fire, and I just like put it out like nothing happened. Like nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh shit! Too much grease in the pan. Fucking smoke everywhere. Yeah. You're like, and yeah, just put it over out. there. It'll be fine. Wow. I'm yeah. telling you, man. That's why I'm like, as we reflect on these things and, and seeing everything for what it is, to your point, it is a labor of love and mm. understanding the amount of it. All I can only hope that anybody that does listen to this that isn't in the industry w- would understand that to some degree. Now, you don't have to impose that and trying to do your research or anything like that. Like you said, like you like all they got to do is just come in and eat. We try our best to just give them an experience, but yeah, just kind of give giving a, a little sneak peek yeah, behind just, the curtain. Yeah. You, Oh, you want to see what, yeah. If, if your question is, why do I have to wait? Yep. This is a little bit of a, of a sneak of a mm-hmm. corner of a view of into that world of why yeah. you have to wait. Yeah. Restaurants and, and are to, never staffed. Hey, be patient. Yeah. Be patient. Call ahead. Always call or that's gonna be my new thing drink water and call early <laughs> if you want things to go your way drink water call early <laughs> get ahead of it i mean you could easily yeah. get ahead of it because truthfully I've had every people call for valentine's yes. two months in advance yeah. and guess what they get whatever table there. i don't even know what i'm doing yeah so they definitely get whatever they want no i used to work at a restaurant and people would book after their dinner for next year oh because yeah. that's how you know people, how busy um, it gets you know what i mean yeah people at that restaurant in SF, it, mm-hmm. they have their every anniversary. Yeah. There. Yeah. I understand that, folks. Like, get ahead of it early because if you find a nice place, hang on to it because a mm-hmm. lot of places don't last forever either. Yeah. And these, yeah, they disappear. Exactly. These eating excursions. Yeah. Especially are right now. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, and another thing I was thinking about this weekend is a bunch of people calling Day of a Valentine's, like, you're way too late. You're not mm-hmm. getting a table. You, unless you're extremely lucky but you know what recognize you're trying to get lucky not that you're in the in the right Mm -hmm. and we had a bunch of people calling like well can i get on the cancellation list or Mm -hmm. can i get on the to be called and i was like wow dude we don't have one of those (laughs) because almost no one ever cancels on us not for that day (laughs) well not just in general we're really lucky yeah Uh, Yeah. i've had a few times where people no called no showed but you know rarely rarely and I would think it happens a lot at mm-hmm. other places, but I would say I don't know. It, out of an average week, the amount of no called no shows I have is zero. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, I think maybe in maybe a month get, I might have one. But I think it, I think that's determinant to size. If I had to take a guess, yeah, because if you're if you're rocking two hundred seats, I could easily see cancellation yeah. reservations. But if you're yeah. talking about you know twenty to, I'm 50 talking about seater, just no call no shows. Yeah, I, someone yeah. cancels. Yeah. That happens mm-hmm. maybe once every three. Two, three weeks. Yeah, that's rare. And it's usually, they call it the day ahead. There you go. So I fill it yeah. right away. We're giving people more credit. That's the yeah. truth. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of great experiences and a lot of great customers that usually come yeah. across. If anything, that's 90% of them. Yeah. The 10%, and to your point, is the only thing you ever hear about. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly what I was just saying. The bad experience is what you talk about because it's more fun. It is. Uh, it but is. no, I. But the ninety percent good experiences that go unmentioned. Besides that, they go unmentioned to the public, but they mean everything to the to the yeah. worker. Yeah. They mean everything when people when people break in, which would annoy the shit out of me. When they would, uh, when we could have people inside, they would just like walk in the kitchen. Like it was, I had one guy walk up to me all the way on the line one time Holy shit. before someone saw him. And yeah. I looked to my right, almost burnt the shit out of him. And I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just want to tell you how good. I was like, yeah. well, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the middle <laughs> will, of something I right almost now. burnt your face off because yeah. you don't realize I got this brown butter I just made. Yes. And it's like, whatever. I don't know what brown butter temperature is. Oh, uh, 180, 200, yeah. you know. That is scalding. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is nuts. Yeah. I've never experienced it. And don't get nothing. me wrong. The but that sh- mean that at, it's at the end, I was like, dude, that's awesome. That yeah. guy did not care. Yeah. He didn't care about no rules. Yeah. He had just had such a great time. He had to come back and tell us. There needs to be a, well, I mean, there are, there are websites that talk about great experiences. It's just something about the mind. It needs to be normalized. Yeah. More but so I mean, than maybe, the bad experience. Maybe that's, about. maybe the way stuff is in the way that we scrutinize, you know, that one bad experience is what keeps restaurants you know, kind of mm-hmm. honest, maybe whether it's out of, you know, you know, out I think of a lot of people like too, though, when they read like the bad experiences about those restaurants, they kind of, um, I know when I read them, I look for similarities. So if I see one and it's just, everything sucked, I'm like, boo, well, that might be on you. Yeah. Or maybe they had a bad night. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I'm reading reviews and I see five different bad reviews in a about short time frame, I'll say yeah. that place is dirty. Yeah. That place might be dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. you know, it's the like, bathroom. But if dirty. one person says it, then I kind of just like don't disregard pay attention it. to that. I disregard. Yeah. And I think that's how most people probably are. Uh, I would think so too. I would hope yeah. so. I know it's fun reading the bad ones though. Someone it. wrote a bad one about us the other day, and I was their server, and I laughed when it was. They good. were they were like an essay. Hey. I mean, I was hurt. I was hurt at first, but and then funny. I had to like reflect on it and be like, look, man. Fuck you. You're wrong, basically. <laughs> That's what it comes yeah. down to at the end yeah, of the day. I know you're wrong. You got to stick up so, for what you are yeah. about. Because if you're able to just want to... At the end of the day, yeah. that's what you're selling. You're selling you. Yeah. And, and if you don't like you, it, ah, that's one out of fucking 100. You believe in you to keep doing it, or you don't believe in you, and like you need some, you need your friends and homies to come back you up and be like, no, yeah. man, like maybe yeah. change this one little thing, but you're doing good Dude, that's the hardest part, man. When I think yeah. about food and I think about restaurants, it's it's subjective as fuck. Like, I'm yeah. like, dude, you're really... Which is the most frustrating part, which I'm always coming to you with my questions about like, what do I, how do I... Yeah. And there is no answer because it's so subjective. It is so subjective. But I think you're, and I always say, you're asking the right questions only in the sense that it shows that you're concerned about those things, meaning right. you're putting an emphasis on those things. Because yeah. I will quantify that to... Any one of you know my my close friends that are not in the food industry but are in other industries that are subjective in the art form world, and I'm just mm-hmm. like those quote unquote artists kind of you know discussions in their minds. It's always the same thing, but that's I think yeah. what keeps you honest as a as a chef because there's always mm-hmm. going to be doubt. Mm-hmm. But the other side of you is like, that's the fucking best dish ever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. What you, this is gold right here, yeah. and that's kind of. What yeah. makes the magic, but to you know, kind of have that. Together you have to be really to strong that. emotionally. You do. You do. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart because on no. top of not being strong emotionally, there's shit going on. So you can't yeah. just dwell. It's like you have yeah. a shitty dish. You gotta press on because there's fifty yeah. more coming you, your you way. You fucked up. Yeah. No, and you just be like, all right, that was not good. Yeah. But you have, yeah, you have to. Uh, my my old chef down at SF, and I was guilty of it for sure. He was like, you spiral. 
-hmm. you spiral out of control when stuff starts going wrong. Mm -hmm. And instead of just one mistake being one mistake, you let that consume you. Mm And I was like, no, I fucking don't. And looking back, I totally fucking did. Yeah. And I would, I would just, yeah. I was like, I, no, no one could help me. Cause mm-hmm. I would just like, I would still be thinking about that in the midst of like burning what's right in front of me mm-hmm. instead of just like, okay, you fucked up. Put that away. Yeah. Young cook. Deal, deal with it later. That's young cook shit. Yeah. Cause it's your ego on the line. Yeah. And we come in. Well, think of how hard it ego. is for the average person to share anything about themselves. Yeah. And it's like in cooking, you're doing that 100% all the time. Yeah. You're sharing your emotions with someone someone's else. Someone's eating it, eating yeah. your emotions. That's the and one thing that's different. They feel like they're objectively telling you, you suck. Because I put this in my mouth and yeah. you made this. And you, you suck. You suck. <laughs> yeah. And that hurts. And that's only that with food. But if, you, if, it did, if it doesn't hurt you, you should leave too because it's not for you. You don't care. That's a good point too. That's where the conundrum is. Yeah. You want to get to a point where you don't care only in the sense of, you understand where they're coming from and you could see that, yeah. but you could also stand behind what you did and it's just a difference of opinion. But to get to that mindset, I would believe, you have to be 10 years plus in the game. Because yeah. to your point, yeah. that's why you're a young cook learning under other cooks. Because you yeah. see these guys that are machines, essentially. Like, I'm pretty sure- Like, they never fuck up. Do, I, no. And they're doing, like, a million more things than you. And they're watching so. everybody. Yeah. But it's because, yeah, they, they just- technically have more skill than you mm-hmm. because they've cooked 300 million pieces of salmon exactly and they can hear it from like yeah the other side of the kitchen amongst all the, like you're fucking burning that yeah you know yeah seriously they, they can they just like they, as they're doing something else that's like hella intricate yeah. and you're like they're jedis how they're jedis they literally there. feel like jedis yeah no no I mean, it's, it's super cool yeah. you've worked with enough of those dudes i've seen them they're yeah. like serial killers they're <laughs> <laughs> they're they're calm in in they're this so guy calm comes and in, it's yeah. like just chaos situation and they're like talking to the front of house person like hey did you see that game the other day as yes. they're just like yes. not even looking Banging and, out and just like, like a fucking cr- party of 46 destroying <laughs> you <laughs> you're like trying desperately to do your one yeah. little thing you have to do mm-hmm. and they're like move out of my way i'm going to do it cuz you're too slow yeah Go stir this pot and yeah. don't fuck that up. Yeah. And don't worry. I'm going to keep doing my job and then and I'm going to your do yours. Job. Yeah. When you f- <laughs> While get I the watch line. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, the key. That's that real shit. That's the key. Because those guys were you once mm-hmm. and those guys were maybe temperamental. Maybe that guy. But it's always the chef and his team that he helped harvest. I think that's how it works yeah. because in kitchens, at least my experience, I've had good runs with good teams, but mm-hmm. those teams never last forever. Because well, to have people, the, the, the exactly. good, the, uh, not to interrupt, uh, this no, is probably good. exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, the people that make up those good teams all have such high drive, mm-hmm. and that's what drives them to be so good, mm-hmm. but it also drives them to be ambitious and move on. Yeah. And that's how it works. That's why the good team, that's why if you stumble across a team that's worked together forever, mm-hmm. it's so rare mm-hmm. because it means, yes, they still have that drive. But their compassion, mm-hmm. maybe for each other, makes them want to stay with each other. Yeah, yeah, and grow together. Yeah, and somehow magically, the restaurants figured out how to pay them all yeah. well enough. It's not. It's not a that lot. That that's like maybe one in a million it's restaurants. Rare. If you go back, anybody. There's usually like, someone yeah. that sucks. Yep. There's usually someone that's brand new who cares mm-hmm. way more than they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's usually the guy in charge yeah. who's like I don't know medium skill level. Yeah cares enough you know it's it's, always somebody it's it's always it's always something because it's hard to get the right team you'll never when you're in the good team you won't realize it until 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 someone leaves and you're like (laughs) 
my fucking god, dude. I used to talk so much shit to yeah. that person. I didn't even realize yeah. that people could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also trying to understand that these guys work in a kitchen the size of a bathroom for, you know, nine, ten hours a day mm. with each other. And on a short day, how long does that, you know, how long can you keep that together with skilled people who are very ambitious? Because for whatever any, you know, cook's journey and future chef is, everybody has something in their mind and, and it mm-hmm. continues. The journey is unique to everybody. And and through these experiences and reflection, you always have to look like, yeah, man, that, that shit in hindsight. It's like you yeah. know, certain things that you catch along the way will help advance you to where you need to get. And some things kind of bog you down. And that's kind of. You know, like anybody's life and journey, that's what's going to happen. But in the chef world especially, it's like walking through a minefield because mm-hmm. you can learn so much just in the idea of the craft itself, especially if you concentrate. Because I've had my moments when I'm in the industry and I finally took an interest to it. You'd type mm-hmm. shit like I'm like, yo, I'm cooking for five years and I didn't really care for it in the way that I think I should. And one day I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to read every single book of mine and I'm going to. You have to be all in. Yeah. Yeah. But that comes you with won't the succeed. experience. You yeah. will not succeed. Because you don't have nobody to guide you. That's Unless why you, you got some get good unlimited questions. bank account, you're not going to succeed. No, but usually any cook yeah. that goes in there ain't got no big-ass bank account. It's uh, just no. something that you stumble upon. Rarely yeah. people come into the game looking yeah. to be a chef. You just kind of fall into it. And then from mm-hmm. there, people find themselves. That's why for me, yeah. it's like I looked at the cooking world in the way of it's just a new experience. And it took me a while to kind of get under my feet, but I just knew one thing that I could work and then everything else came along. But mm-hmm. at, you know, later in my cooking career, I think my mind came together with my, yeah. my, my skill set. And that's also, okay, it's kind of, your cool, age is a huge factor. Age is I, a huge factor. Yeah. Age. Um, you realize you got to like, you just get your mind right mm-hmm. at a certain age and everything starts clicking and it's like, okay, okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I I wish I had paid more attention to that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to now. Yeah. I wish I hadn't stressed so much about that. But no, I won't. Those people can go fucking kill themselves. Yeah. I don't care. You know? But, as but you that just get comes there, with age. It takes so many times always, of fucking up. Always. And that's, that's what you have to allow yourself to. And that's yeah. why I think to your point when you were talking about, you know, losing your shit and spiraling. I'm like, yeah, I could I could totally relate. I bad experiences and fucking up. Oh, like, dude, you feel horrible. Oh, you it's you feel like you feel just like useless because mm-hmm. everyone's helping you constantly. Yeah. And then you're thinking in your head that shit that fucks with your mind. You're walking in the kitchen. Like, you're like, I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. Yeah. 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 And no yeah. one's out there to help you yeah. because everybody is doing their own thing. Yeah, they're all busy as hell too. Exactly. Yeah. So when you have a guy that's willing to, you know, help you or take you in your wing, that's the cool part about kitchens mm-hmm. because a lot of those dudes that are, uh, you know, um, have experience, there will be a guy that'll just throw you some nuggets. And sometimes, dude, I've yeah. had so many like cooks and, and chefs that I've worked with that never even talked to. I just watch them work. They'll maybe say one or two things to me, and then I'll never see them again. And that shit just sticks because one, you respect what they did, or maybe you saw it, and then second, you're just like. Damn, he said that. It must it must mean something. Okay, cool. I'll take mm. that into account. And that's what's cool. And that's the cooking world. That's the cooking world. Oh my yeah. god. I it's cool. It's, it's so crazy. much fun. It is. It yeah, is. yeah. I don't know. What else should we talk about? No. That's um, we're time. We're that's time. What Boom. do you <laughs> I don't what do you know. got to say to your people? Uh fucking call ahead. Call ahead. <laughs> Drink water. Call ahead for anything though. Call like, ahead for anything. Okay, let's break Literally that down. Literally anything. Reservations. Reservations. Food allergies. allergies. Food preferences. Food preferences. You have questions about how many heaters we got. Mm. Uh you got I don't know. Is is it handicap accessible? Mm. Are there am I gonna run any struggles? Mm. Uh 
communicate. I don't know. Uh, we're looking for a quiet table, which doesn't yeah. exist. Okay, yes. let me tell you that. Yes. Uh, we want to sit next to here. Good luck. There's only so many, mm-hmm. you know. And literally, oh, should we pay with cash or card? Mm. What card do you take? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are your COVID protocols? I don't know. That I'm just coming up with these on the spot right now. These are all just came in uh, today where, with questions. No, I just <laughs> I'm literally just thinking. Uh, where do you get your fish and meat and produce mm-hmm. from? If that's important to yeah, you, yes. But see, is it call, important to people? Call ahead. I would I would think so. I'm very curious to know where those are all questions I've had. Yes, or that I wish people would have asked mm-hmm. prior ahead of time to yeah. taking it to. Sometimes you're gonna trip. have a question that I don't know the answer to. And I'm like, that's a fucking great question, mm-hmm. and I should know the answer to and that. I will find it for and you, and I'll I'll go look it up right now. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I think people should treat you know restaurants and and chefs and and get familiar with those people. I think we've mentioned yeah. that before. Yeah. It's like, yo, these are the people that prepare your food. These people are accessible to certain degrees. We're, Better before just than a person. Yes. Everybody is literally just mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. And a good restaurant wants to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I always come back to that guy that called like 2 weeks in advance and had a billion allergies. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "You know what, man? You're calling hella far in advance. Let me do something for you." Yeah. And like and yeah, and every it's table not a around battle, him, folks. It's every not a battle. table around him, hella jealous. Yeah, and they, and they wanted it, and I was like, "No, man." He called ahead. He, he called ahead, <laughs> and we w- and we he called a second time mm-hmm. to make sure, and we had a back and forth, and that's why, yeah, I was able to do this for him. Yeah, special, and I have just enough for him, and that's it. It's not a battle, folks. Yeah. Remember. Feel free to call your local chef, local cook, local restaurant. If we are on the tip of supporting local, call those people and get mm. to you know know you them to sit whatever down degree. Record a podcast with them. Call That's ahead. That could be the future. I you mean, you want to go drink wine with them? Where do yes, they go? That will be the plan. I want to get more insightful with perspectives from people. I mean, I know these things are always thing, but I want to keep it very local in the sense of I, I would think the diner would like to know because to your point, people are spending hard earned money to eat and mm-hmm. restaurants understand that folks don't forget like it's not frivolous like that like restaurants appreciate all the business it gets mm-hmm. it gets squirrely when you know one shit gets busy or egos start flying or there's miscommunications mm-hmm. that's why calling ahead is always very smart and just being understanding of obviously what can read happen the, in a read restaurant. the room yeah, just read the room. The dining room, the dining yeah. area is completely full. Yes. And it's loud as shit in there. Yeah. Guess what? It's busy as shit. And it's not going to be And you need quiet. to be patient. Yeah. So understand that. They can't that. magically make yeah. it slower. The restaurant is doing a lot to accommodate as well. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I think maybe a shift in culture, hopefully, is it continues yeah. I to think change. That, I think that's the meta of the culture right now. That is. People want to spend more time with the people making their food. They mm-hmm. want to go out to eat more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more inclusive. W- it's crazy how popular it's gotten mm-hmm. but you know i just people just people doing just the people. best i can each that's day it. and that's what you specifically do and that's perfect because mm-hmm. i think that's the relatable part i think that mm-hmm. that is something like this hopefully that can get to people that you know would be interested in just learning about the psyche and this is just one cook one chef yeah. one idea yeah. understand this is quantified all the way through the industry there's a lot of people like yourself like myself out there uh that want to kind of spread the knowledge and have more people be engaged to varying degrees in food in whatever capacity and hopefully that continues to go on so yeah thank you for your time brother what else you got call ahead call ahead drink water drink water uh i don't know 
Eat local. Eat be local. safe. Be safe. Be respectful Ooh, at respectful. all times. Respectful. Yeah. How about that? We'll end on that. Be respectful. respectful. All times. Polo. Thank you, brother. Ryan. Always appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Food Junkie Radio, thank you very much. See you soon.